0: Welcome to
1: a new episode of, and of the Railworks Video Game Pictures anime know. podcast. This is episode 65. It is June now, which is crazy to think about, but you know, time still doesn't matter yet. It's kind of getting close to mattering again, more. But you know, we're we're on that path. We're on that path, uh, anyways. With me, as always, is Elvy.
0: Hello, I'm here talking about anime we're like halfway through the season i think
1: yeah yeah like three so was... quarters maybe even
0: Ooh, yeah a little bit over
1: <laughs> yeah i saw episode eight today and i was like oh geez we're almost done uh oh. um
2: yeah john's also here that's right and uh yeah i it shows feel like they're wrapping up it's exciting to see how they're gonna conclude but also a little sad
1: yeah, because it's been a it's been a real good season of anime, uh, real real strong stuff. Totally, I feel like there's something for everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and once again, Maverick is here as a permanent mainstay. Hi, Maverick, how's it going?
3: It's going all right. I
1: hope that none of these series have to pull a Wonder Egg priority. <laughs> and what would you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean? A recap episode for episode nine, and then uh <laughs> you know a recap episode uh, or having no
3: to uh having to delay the final episode until a month later
1: It'd be a shame to see any of that happen <laughs> i honestly wonder because japan is back in COVID hell because of their mistakes uh, yet again uh So yes. it'll be interesting to see what right, happens and then- um
0: I think this is like the weird time window where supposedly the Olympics are still happening. Supposedly, allegedly, we're gonna very
1: scary that they (laughs) keep saying that. (laughs) You keep putting quotes around it
0: until it actually, I actually do see something. Yeah, I know. Like PR disaster from one to the next. I don't know how, I don't know how that's still at all happening. Just by that alone. (laughs) Very scary. Uh
1: I know I keep saying it, but man, uh, hearing Japan being, like, these continual, like, you know, just as bad as the United States type COVID booms. Um, <laughs> and, like, at the same time, they're like, man, check it out. Demon Slayer was the number one movie at the box. Oh, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if these are related. Oh. Um, but, yeah. Uh, anyways, anime. Um. Yeah, we're all here, June, and we're here to talk about uh, Love, Chunibyo and Other Delusions. The, oh God, what year is this, 2010 or something? 2012. Let me see. 2012? 2012. Wow, later than yeah. I thought. Um, <laughs> One year later. 2012 anime from Kyoto Animation. Uh, we are going to, at some point, have covered every KyoAni show on this show, I feel like like that is just <laughs> what's going to happen um like we're we're like going out of order but i feel like it's bound to happen because what we got harui i did violet evergarden we did this one i feel like maybe there's another one who knows um
0: i i think i think but, before i hopped i remember seeing the list and kaon at some point was i think there
2: we were thinking of
1: doing kaon yeah okay. we haven't done K- we, we, we haven't it. done it yet
2: but i think We'll probably do it eventually. That's that's. Yeah, I like feel like someone Tomical will market.
0: put a yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh, Tomical. Tomical. That
1: was yeah. what I was forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like someone will put a gun to our heads and make us watch Lucky Star probably at some point. But
2: <laughs> I mean, we wa- we watched Lucky Star. <laughs> we watched Lucky Star in Chat already. By so <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something it's that we fine. will do. But I mean, you know, it was all right. It was pretty yeah, funny. It's fine. Yeah, I
3: like being
1: out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not out of time yet. We've got plenty to talk about with <laughs> Uh So yeah, based off some light novels, um, the anime took some art- creative liberties, as it were, added some characters, added a bunch of other stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I figure to get things started... Um, You know, this is the first time we're all talking about this as our new group, so if you want to start up Maverick again, if you'd like to drop your take on this anime about Chunis. Oh god, I mean, so it is always fun seeing one of
3: these shows that came out during a time where I was definitely still watching anime, but... So, what, 2012, I was in high school, and I definitely shifted a bit more offline than prior to high school and then after high school, definitely. And so, revisiting this, there's definitely moments in the show where I'm just thinking, oh, God, if I had watched this as it came out, I would have had, like, a lot more attachment to the show, I think, because the overall theme of... uh, ha- The gist of uh, Chunibio, for people that may still not know what that entirely means, is having to sort of recognize the shared cringe of the moments in puberty when you are starting to actually, like, try and act more mature, or try and be more of a person, but you don't exactly know what that means, and so you might just do the goofy shit like... uh. Just put your whole heart into the stuff that you're enjoying, and rather than try and like, understand it from a critical lens, you're just thinking, oh, well, this is me. This is who I am now. I think the anime does a very good job of highlighting that concept and uh, just acclimating you to it if you are sort of like separate from that whole setup. I think it is interesting to see it as a Western viewer, just because I think our conception of Junibio is more like just being a dipshit about anime instead of the uh it, the additional add-in of like oh i guess i'm gonna get really into fantasy and gothic literature or i'm gonna get really into like world war Two uh weaponry aspects that <laughs> li- like do show up in some people but then those are just red flags for other reasons
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> but no coming in in camo and like oh that's That's
3: bad. Yeah, they they mix and intermingle, but there is definitely a point where it's just like, "Mm, I should probably... I actually should avoid the kid that carries his Death Note to class. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was his friend, which I think was a smarter move overall. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so that way you
0: don't
2: get written into the Death Note.
3: Honestly?
0: Yeah, build a line, (laughs)
3: thing. Honestly? (laughs) But... In all seriousness, I definitely had a good time with this show. Is something that I've focused on more Is like, making me think back to how I was in high school and just, like, the way that I sort of had to struggle with growing up and really just, like, understand who I was, like, in the grand scheme of things, as, like, you often do at that point. I think uh, the main character, Yuta, is very interesting in terms of someone that is immediately, like, I hate this shit, I don't want to get involved with this shit, I don't need this shit, but then is, like, uh, the the dual relationship between Yuta and Rika is sort of recognizing, like, there has to be some sort of, like, middle ground with being interested in the stuff that we are, like, genuinely passionate about, and then having to balance that with just, like, daily function and like knowing how exactly to put away stuff so that you can actually get to work and you know it's funny too like the uh, younger sister yuda's younger sister occasionally makes an appearance in the show and it strikes me as it it always struck me as another kind of Shunibio, as like the person that thinks that they are much more mature than they actually are for their age or yeah just having to like hold down the ground is like the only sane person and how that can also be its own kind of delusion, I definitely experienced that more than some of the uh like dark flame master uh kind of delusions, but <laughs> it is interesting to see how <clears throat> the main ethos of the show being you know everyone has to have some sort of deal with them in order to like deal with the whole process of being alive and having to know one another, and it's interesting in the way that there is. Like Chunebio is one specific way to look at that. But then, you know, like life is always going to be a little cringe. And overall, I did appreciate the highs of it. I am definitely interested to talk about some of the lows, though, because Mm -hmm. it is definitely a show that is not without its faults. So that's where
1: I stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I I definitely uh, echo some of that. I think um, this is my third time watching it. But, yeah, um, I think the first time I watched it, I really liked it because I'm a big, chuny, dumbass type person. Um, I'm the type of person who, like you said, you you related more to the other, more grounded type, like, uh, ideas of the show. But I'm definitely the Dark Flame Master type thing, I feel like. <laughs> um, not so much when I was, like, in high school or even middle school, I don't think. But... Um, Definitely in just, like, some aspects of how I engage with uh, some stuff. Just very, um, yeah, just very, very hype and easy to fall into those sorts of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, like, the first time I watched it, I was very into it. Second time I watched it, I was sort of like, mm, I don't know about some of the aspects. And the third time I was like, okay, like, I like more than the last time I watched it. But then there's other things that I didn't like as much. Um i think i'll probably let elvie lead the conversation when we get to that but if we want to keep in uh more like neutral or uh you know more uh guided criticism here uh john if you want to talk about how you feel about it that would be probably good right now
2: sure yeah so um overall i i walked away from it enjoying it um i feel like the characters carried a lot of the reason why i enjoyed it i just kind of liked seeing them hanging out and bouncing off of each other um but it's also definitely one of those things where if you think about it for too long you're kind of like it's kind of fucked up how all those people are to each other (laughs) you know it's it's definitely not something you should overthink but there are also some characters that if you think about them for even a second, it falls apart, and I think there's a big difference between, like, you know, like, like, maybe the rela- the relationships that some of the, like, main cast have where it's like, oh, yeah, no, we're just, like, kind of bopping each other on the head, isn't that kind of silly to, like, you know, maybe full-on, like, beating the shit out of your sister, which I guess we can get to later, but, um, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I think my my biggest criticism was the ending um and that I didn't hate the ending but I feel like the last like two or three episodes were just so faulted by the fact that they basically knew I guess from the get go that they were going to keep making more um that they needed to go back to a status quo really killed everything about that ending because like I, I for those of you who haven't watched there is like you know there's basically just like the the basic arc of rika's story is that she is a chuni because she it, it is how she is like dealing with the death of her father and she's ignoring it she does not want to accept that her dad's passed she like makes herself believe that there is some kind of like magical way to bring him back. And, you know, the, as time goes on, Yuta is like trying to like help her get through that and like realize that she can't just like sit there and stew in her delusions. She needs to get out of that and, you know, realize her dad's dead and realize that that she should, you know, in a sense, make up with her family and all that. But then there's there's layers on top of that where it's like, well, A, her family treats her like shit. Like, yeah, she is off she's she's off the rocker, you know, she is a very strange child. But like you like you look at it at it like as, you know, like if if you're somebody like Yuta is looking at it from the outside in. You know, you kind of have to dig to figure out what's going on, but, like, the fact that she immediately started acting like that after her father passed, like, if I was, like, her mom or her sister or grandparents would be like, like, they, they they should very immediately be like, yeah, okay, she is having a, like, this is a mental problem, this is something that is, like, you know, her not able to deal with something, like, they should have sent her to fucking therapy. They should have talked to her, but like they very much don't do that, and that is something that, yeah, like like uh, we we keep making references to LV because she um, she 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 sent us a a lot of notes. I guess we'll say we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about <laughs> what she she really did there, but like in in your notes, LV, you like specifically bring up just like how often Toka, the it's Toka, right the system yeah the yeah fair. yeah you bring up just how often she goes to Utah. who like, you know, like, 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 you know, he, he grows closer to all of them over time and all that. But like, you know, he's been, he's known them for like less than a year and he's doing like way more psychological, like lifting than anyone else in Rika's family is. And he's just like, yeah, well, like I'm like kind of sort of her boyfriend and not really like, I'm just kind of like your downstairs neighbor who is kind of sort of sparking a relationship with her and it's like he should be the one dealing with that shit you've been living with her for years you know like like fuck you um but then at the end like near the end she discards her eye patch and she starts to try to like be more normal basically quote unquote but then right at the end Yuta basically is like no you don't actually have to give up all of that you can just come with me and you know you don't have to just give up what you enjoyed doing and it just goes back to the status quo and it goes back to the status quo so hard that like i watched the ova and like one of the first things that happens in the ova is like the the, the tan boy i don't remember his name but like he like asks you to like, yeah, aren't you like dating Rika now? Why why aren't you just like focusing on dating Rika? And he's just like, well, after the emotional like connection that we had and how I like rescued her from fucking over herself, like and, you know, having to live with her grandparents or whatever. I still don't know if we're dating. I still don't know what kind of relationship we have. And it's like, bro, you fucking <laughs> biked at like 2 a.m. to go rescue her like no I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like she owes him or anything, but like that was like super fucking romantic. Like why aren't they dating? What's going like what is keeping them from dating besides that there needs to keep being a will they won't they for season two? And the
1: animations bread and butter, as yeah, it were.
2: Exactly. And like I think it abso- like I think that them needing for there to be a season two just kills a lot of what they're trying to do with it because like I, like i i i don't want her to give up on everything that she is you know like she like that that is not what this show is about that is not what i as a person would want from somebody you know like if she can like like we're all fucking cringe here we're all a little <laughs> we're all a little bit like you know but that's the thing is that you find people that don't judge you and you hang out with them and like Rika absolutely has done that like nobody in that show is judgmental of her even at her quote unquote worst like like i i i i i the, the the most judgmental person on that show straight up it's like okay like maybe toka but the most outwardly judgmental person on that show is there is one shot where rika like rides around on her Heelys and there's like a dude that like looks at her and goes Ugh, <laughs> like on the on the train at the train station <laughs>
3: the not man. even yeah. as like <laughs> judgmental as it is like i'm scared please save me
0: yeah he is was- Terrified of these dang kids, like what the hell is going on? That's (laughs) what I'm I'm saying. That is the closest to like truly
2: judgmental a character is. Like they have their teacher that like gets like a one-up on her or something, but like she plays by her rules. There's a lot of people who like act like they're supposed to be like not working with like, you know, that they're like sick and tired of how she acts. But they play by her rules a lot. Like, her, like Toka even does that. Like, one of the first things she does is she talks to Yuda about it and is like, yeah, I'm sick and tired of her acting like this. Like, I want to figure out what to do so that way she can grow up. But she still, like, has play fights with her and, like, carries around a ladle, like, as her weapon, like, Rika would have her umbrella. You know, like, she is still contributing to it, but she's also supposed to be, like, pissed off about it, and it makes no fucking sense. And it especially, like... Like, I I don't know. And and, and then, like, it it mixes up the metaphors even when, you know, like, all these characters are having these, like, play fights and everything, and there's a moment where it's supposed to be like, oh, hey, this is, like, one of those play fights, but it means something more metaphorically when, you know, when Rika and her sister are, like, fighting where their old house used to be like when that where they used to live when their dad was still alive and like that would have been an like a, a well done scene with like a play fight where she's you know she loses a battle and then the the, the arena that they were in burns away and sh- and she is like forced to to wrestle with the reality but it's not a play fight. Her sister is actually like slapping her and hitting her. And like, it's not a joke. It's like her sister's actively like, and it's not even like a, I need to slap you out of this. It is like multiple times she is hitting Rika. And it's like, it, like they they treat it like how a scene where, where one of the girls, like where two of the girls are just like, you know, like pretending to fire beams at each other. It's, I I, I feel like they... They 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 don't want to lean into what they're trying to say enough, because, because again, they don't want Rika to really change. They can't have her stop being a Chuni, because if they do, then there's not more seasons, because she needs to keep being a Chuni, because there needs to be more scenes of her doing Chuni shit, but if she's to actually grow as a character like she can still like the chuny shit and i i think i think they do that a little bit better with yuta where like you know he's he's like struggling with it and he like leans back into it when he kind of has to and like there's still parts of it that he finds fun and you know like that could be something that could have been like you know explored more in season two where yuta could you know like be like yeah you know i'm not gonna like do this kind of shit in public or whatever but hey we can just you know do like a tabletop thing or you know join the acting club like they talk about the acting club a few times and it's like like i I remember there's the scene where rika like tries out for the acting club and she's like a fucking natural for it but you know there's not, but but she 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 has to go like over the top to make it so she wouldn't actually join the club when it's like i feel like after season one If they went like, oh yeah, Rika, like Rika calmed down a bit. She's not as like off the shits as she was, but she's, you know, still doing her chuny shit in acting class and people love it. You know, like it's there are so many things that could have been done to really show character growth, but it's all tossed to the side in favor of we need to do more because because we're Kyoani and we know that we'll do two seasons and one or two movies like it is 100% just like the structure of how that company works that killed the the storytelling of at least the first season and like that that's all i've seen i saw the first season and i saw that first ova and, like, there's two movies. The first movie is, like, a retelling of the first season through Rika's eyes. And then there's a second season and then a second movie. So that is, like, an actual sequel to all of it. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're doing what they normally do with KyoAni stuff. But, yeah, I, I just really feel like... Like, KyoAni is very talented, but absolutely KyoAni making this particular work was detrimental to what it was but like overall i still really like the characters it you know i I liked seeing them interact with each other i liked seeing you know all the goofy scenes were funny you know all their all their little interactions were fun but yeah it, it definitely has big glaring issues that i wish weren't there because if if this was just a 12 episode show then I think that they could have definitely done something a lot better than just leaving it hanging like it does and, you know, having to retract over and over and over again. Like, no, she didn't really learn anything. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Like, that. that's... It's very frustrating.
1: I think um, something that would have helped is if... They genuinely, like, it feels like the angle the show was missing to actually be something, I think, meaningful. Um mm-hmm. What is it a focus on her family? uh, On the, like, sources of her problems outside of, like, because, listen, like, yes, the core problem that the show wants to portray is her, the death of her father. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what caused it all. But that is not what is continuing to cause these issues. You know, like, yeah. there are just so many layers to it that I don't think they're interested in analyzing or Mm -hmm. approaching um and it just feels like they go they go for the easier and i'm sure i i don't remember much of the light novels i read them years and years ago i don't remember much of the light novels but i feel like they probably do this too where they're going for the angle of like how like sort of like trying to like wrestle with that and also like the chunis should chunies have rights right like something like that like
2: mm.
1: trying to go with towards that sort of angle of societal oppression via that rather than like societal oppression via like horrible families that don't care for example or like the nature of how communities have to be built up around these vulnerable people um outside of the norm I guess, to an extent, because of how the systems failed them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, um, I will say, uh, before I let Elvi go off, um, I think the the only thing I appreciate is... I, I, so first of all, I don't like the second season of this. I know that that's not what we watched, but I don't like the second season of this because I think the character they add is very annoying. And it's sort of the point, but I cannot stand it. Uh, I remember that 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 was just the thing that really hit me about it when i watched it way back when um but i do like the ova that makes uh Dekamori and nibutani gay so i'm gonna stand by that one um
0: happy june friday well, yeah
1: yeah ha- happy yeah, happy friday yep just in time just in time <laughs> um well it's christmas for them but you know it's okay it's like the opposite opposite uh hemisphere thing right it's, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah to that's, totally. Then, that's totally how that works, uh, <laughs> that's how <it> works. <laughs> yeah that's how it works uh all right yeah lv how, what are your thoughts on Love like, <laughs> and other Well, just, just
0: as a disclaimer um very inspired by like solon doing his whole crazy thing with resident evil and like uh for patron supporters uh like putting his like undisclosed notes uh into his full res you know the stuff he didn't mm. put in his full resident evil review and i was very inspired by that and i decided to do that for this i i'm gonna try to commit to this and do this for every assigned show we do um and <laughs> called unlimited rail notes uh <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. I- I- and i and i and i and i'm gonna say it's gonna be exclusive i think for patrons because i'm really unprofessional. Of them. <laughs> And i much rather not it just be out there, but it might it might go out there at some point. Someone out there will ruin my life. My, I don't know a rival out there I don't know exists yet. Um, but yeah, um, so that that will come with this episode. So you'll see you'll see some things of you'll see my reactions to direct shots of this show, and that's how it's like format. It seems like it's a lot, but it's not a lot of writing. It's a lot of visuals. It's a lot of screen caps from the show itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just as. As as I'm going to go into, as people have been foreshadowing what my thoughts are on the show, I fucking hated the show. I really fucking hated <laughs> the show, <laughs> and that is that is the mindset you need to go once you look out open open up that doc, um, open up that PDF. Oh my gosh, um, I definitely recall trying to show like when it came out because yeah, it was super popular. People were like, "Oh, haha, the eye patch girl oh, spinning shit. her fingers and waggling her butt." People thought it was cute. I still see traces of that. I still people I still see people like replicating that meme and like replicating that gif in particular uh for characters of recent media. So it's still going out there. Her legacy lives on through that gif. Um which does not even happen in the series itself. You know, as I end up discovering I'm like, "Oh, does this, is this a sh- is this a shot that happened? And like, "No, it it's solely a specific piece of animation for the opening." <laughs> um Yeah, like, you're going in, I, I, yeah, like, I just did not remember at all, like, what my impressions were when I did try it at that point in time. So it's like, in a sense, it didn't matter. Like, I was going in blind, right? Um, And I I went in with already apprehension. I was kind of (laughs) worried. I don't know. There's some energy radiating from this series that I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to like it. And it was not for the reasons I expected that's the thing I, I i i was I was thinking about things like fan service, et cetera. but you know, I, I and then ultimately, that's not what happened. There was no fan service, I thought there was none of like that. There was no like etchy bullshit, et cetera. but instead, I got other things, right? <laughs> um and yeah, like just to resound some of like the other comments overall, this is as a cute oni joint the the production of the show is not the problem. They have consistently across yeah. the board, no matter. No matter the lowest ranking series they may have like in one's personal list, whatever you might think might be their worst series, um, they still all look gorgeous otherwise. Like this is consistently beautiful. I felt I felt like the animation too was like the most consistent thing I have ever seen across their series. I recall as of like, I don't know, like like everything felt fluid every episode. There it never felt like there was one episode that felt off. Like sometimes you feel that when you watch series like this. Where you just feel like, oh, there's this, this, this one episode what happened at a bad time or like the budget, you know, like it's just something about one, one episode looks cheap. Like, no, it felt really consistent with how the characters moved and looked and were formed, yeah. like staying on model. That is not the problem with the show. Like, again, it, it just looks gorgeous. Everything else was a problem with this show. <laughs> I did not like anyone except the sleeping wow. girl who appeared Okay, I was going to say, you <laughs> who, have to at least who, like she her. She is the best on. girl on the show. <laughs> Which even worse, you know, like we did mention that this has a, this is based on a light novel, but they are incredibly different from my understanding. And it's it's worth mentioning that it's hard to. I don't know, it's like hard to count because like, I, I think the light novels are not officially translated. So if you read them, you read them, you know, if you figure out a way like they don't have an official pub, English publisher tied to them. So but as far as I know, they're completely different. So that's like a huge thing. Um, so, they, and KyoAni actually publishes light novels, they published some, and they published the light novel for this, in addition to adapting the anime, so they just did two for one. And I don't know, I don't know, too, to say, I don't know the reason why they probably, they want two different narrative directions. I don't know if they wanted this thing to be bigger than it was, you know, doing a whole thing where like, oh, we're going to reuse these characters, but apply them to different stories. I don't know if that's what they wanted to do, but that's what they ended up choosing to do, um, when directing the anime. So, yeah, things like there are characters in the anime that never existed in the light novel. And the best girl in the series, which is this girl who constantly just falls asleep and has a napping club. Or at least tried to have a napping club. And then that's when she ended up joining the cast to form her own club and merge things. She's an anime original character. She wasn't even in the light novel, apparently. So, I don't know. That's that's one positive addition th- they did. One positive change they did. Um, but, gosh, yeah. Ugh. Like, again, the whole point of the show is to show, like, characters that are kind of cringe. It's supposed to highlight a particular moment in your life, whether or not you relate to it, or show something you've experienced. Like, we're, you know, again, we're going through the tides. Like, how are we coping and responding to these changes in the terrible moments of adolescence, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go through a phase, we're gonna be super obsessed with something. If not even right now, you know. Um like, you know, but we're gonna go through a phase of being super obsessed with something that we kind of just end up channeling. Oh my gosh, yeah, they we're kinda kinning. It's kinning. This is like kinning in a way, right? Maybe. I don't know. I probably should not make a comparison to something that's like a distinct thing. Um but yeah, like role playing so hard and like, you know, again the stereotypes of like anime club, et cetera, and all that. But I don't know like it, it it was exploring that and and again as as everyone else has discussed it was exploring that and like the stigma around it and proving like hey this is not cringe this is just people like doing what they like to do this is just a passion but then they ended up tying this into like something serious like oh there're a character you know there's here's this girl who's doing it because she has terrible mental health like she has a she has a shitty family situation she is doing this because she is coping and not necessarily because she's passionate by it She's doing this as some form of escapism. So now that it's a touching upon like something serious like that, they weren't really consistent in applying that with every other character who are kind of like people who want to do it because they just like to do it. Or like other, you know, and then you have like these other characters who are trying to escape from it, like like Utah. And then in the end, yeah, I agree that he kind of had the best development in a sense of towards the end, feeling like, oh, I don't have to be ashamed of this. Like I can have best of the, bo- I can have the best of both worlds. I can learn how to, be mature and like be appropriate for situations, but also not completely get rid of my passions or what sparks the light in me in terms of my animation and what, and the stuff I like. Um, but yeah, then it just completely, (laughs) then it just completely takes all of that and like amplifies it in such a way where I felt like there were, I don't know. I felt like a lot of characters were way too overstimulating. There's like a sense that there's like a humor in the show that I felt was very dated where it dependent on too many physical gags and that's where the issue comes into the play, where I felt like they were just kind of poking. I don't, not poking fun, but it's the whole, my whole issue with stuff like that, where you repeat it so much that it just feels like abuse, right? Where it's like, oh, like, you know, for instance, Utah keeps hitting Rika, like bopping her lightly, but he he does it constantly. He does it constantly every episode, multiple times per episode. And it becomes less of a gag and more like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, why? And it becomes worse by the fact once you understand what her backstory is, once you find out more about her, where she's she's coming from a terrible household. So like, why is he still hitting her? <laughs> like, does he? And let alone the fact that all that shit goes down in episode two, which is where I feel like my opinion of the show cemented by the introduction of this older sister character, who again was not even in the light novel and is in only in anime for some reason because I guess they wanted to introduce this conflict with her, right? Um. And she's fucked up. She's a bitch. I'm gonna say she is a bitch. She does not need to, she does not need to be fucking there. Why did they introduce this character? Um she, yeah, like I said, she is someone who for some reason, like, does not like her sister's what you know, her sister acting up as she would frame it. You know, her acting up when again, it's instigated by her, her, her their damn family, right? Um, but yeah, she is still like Perpetuating the issue by like play fighting with her, but then getting to the point where she's just hitting her at the same time as punishment. Like she's whacking, like she's a fucking freak. She like, why are you walking around with a giant spoon hitting your sister? <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And then like the whole, the only reason, like the tiny reason we see, that tiny reason we get that when she has she communicates with Utah over like, yeah, you know, like Utah fucking like straight up like and this, this, this is what i appreciate at some point he starts intervening he starts straight up like talking to her like saying like hey why don't you just talk to her why don't you be just be fucking normal and like talk to your sister or do something about it and outright she just says like oh i'm embarrassed like she has like a demeanor to upkeep like what the hell is wrong with you like why did you have like legal like like authority to you know, be a guardian for your sister to begin with. If you're like this, like what is her problem? And then she goes off to cooking school and like leaves her be to her terrible grandparents. Like it's just a nightmare. It's terrible. And yeah, like as John was saying, like they, they have these play fights, but then she's like outright beating the shit out of her, like constantly. And then, and then then again, like, I feel like even within the the season itself, or like, you know, John was complaining that, like, they just reset everything, even towards, they sometimes do that in between episodes, too, where, again, they had something horrible just happen in the previous episode. Utah witnessed this girl's sister, like, beat her up, and then he still continues to do the weird gag where he bops her in the head, like, oh my gosh, she must have a concussion by now. This is why she is like this. Her poor (laughs) skull has holes in it. This is why. Her delusions. Do, do, Do they not understand, like, what... Like what? Is, why is this character being abused? Like, oh my gosh! And they're playing it up for laughs. It is fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible.
3: So we're seeing uh-huh. that the the show should actually be called Love CTE and Other Delusions.
2: Yes. <laughs> I will also say, like, yeah, you're you're yeah. right in that they they aren't just resetting during the ending that they do it like earlier too. Because I mean, there's like there, there's like multiple times where. Like, Rika and Yuta are basically dating, you know? Like, they haven't, like, actually yeah. said it, but...
0: Very close, intimate, like, situations, and, like, even holding yeah. hands, and... Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, they're doing that kind of stuff, and, like, I mean, Rika, like, straight up confesses to him at one point, mm-hmm. and, like, the episode after, like, they're both back to, you know, back to how it was, you know? Like, Yuta's talking to his friend and being like, yeah, we're not actually dating, and then, like... Dekamori is, like, freaking out because, like, Rika... I guess Rika is just constantly calling her on the phone being like, I'm so fucking in love with Yuta. Oh, my God. And Dekamori's just sitting there like, Why aren't you in love with me? Like, uh, ugh, poor girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my issue would, like, really... But she's the worst character, hands down. She's the worst character. I feel like without her existence, this would not be an issue (laughs) as much as it is. Um like you know, just erase her just delete her but like uh, my issue with the other characters is i, I as i kind of alluded is they they are too over exaggerated i feel like and i want you know and you can, you would ask like okay how is that possible in a comedy i don't know i feel like it's just way too much every time like every episode's, it's like uh, especially since they kind of are just doing the same gags over and over like you know the banter between you know, dekamori and then um you know the class president girl Um, who just like is very annoyed by you know it's just kind of very frustrating to see that and it's not fun you know it's not funny to me you know Mm -hmm. i I just feel more frustrated seeing these these constant like back and forth when it's like oh my gosh why can't these why are they hanging out with each other why are they hanging out with each other these none of these people have like a a chemistry which they're all just hanging out with each other because no one else wants to hang out with them that's what it feels like
2: (laughs) yeah i i I do feel like at a certain point it's a nibutani uh right yeah. yeah i think at a certain yeah. point Nibutani still hanging out with them like kind of yeah and she's making constantly sense. complaining
0: about them and shitting on them like oh my gosh then don't hang out with them because
2: <laughs> because cause, yeah like 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 initially i did really like the dynamic of like her like b- having this like perfect like student council president cheerleader like face but then it turns out that she was a chuny too when she was younger yeah and like 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 that was a fun thing but yeah, as time goes on and, like, it becomes really apparent that there's n- not going to really be any way for her to, like, you know, fully erase her past, which isn't even, like, right. that big of a deal because it seems like the only person who cares about it is, like, j- there's one girl and she's right there, but, like, otherwise she's just, like, there to be there just to argue with the middle schooler, it feels like. <laughs> it's, like,
0: Right, right. Yeah, she's just like yep. unnece- She's just unnecessarily like worried over something that didn't matter, doesn't matter then, and they never really even yeah. have closure on it. But like you said, it probably like goes into season two or whatever. Um, and literally the worst, and then like the worst character, not because I hate him, but the worst character in a sense of like how he just is, like Makoto, the tan boy, uh, who is like Utah's friend. He's terrible. Yeah, Yeah, he's like a womanizer and whatnot. But what is funny about him is that I think he had the best episode out of the whole series because fucking, like, I thought it was actually funny. Like, I thought it was legitimately funny that he got owned. That is literally why. Like, he got owned. He had to deal with it. And, like, I don't know. It was just a really funny take on, like, the whole issue of, like, I don't know, just, just the joke over, like, him being a shithead, and then, like, he gets what he deserves at the end. And ultimately, he doesn't learn, but I I just at least thought, like, you know, after that episode, he still is, like, a shithead and kind of gross after. But, like, within that episode, which is episode six, where he, it was, like, yeah, again, like and the formula of the episode was so much different. Because, again, it was, like, focusing on someone else for once outside of the club dynamic they had. And mm-hmm. then he eventually just absorbs into their club situation. Mm-hmm um you know where he gets a love letter and he's like oh my gosh i'm gonna you know he's trying to actually take it serious for once like you know again he's someone who's always just his eyes are moving around and just like again womanizing and trying to like flirt and like look at different girls and not really focus on one person but he's trying to take this seriously and then ultimately something goes out which is like a list he helped make where like oh yeah like the guys made a list like ranking these girls and it's very inappropriate and then like you know they have like a little class trial over and um he owns up to it, but he takes the blame for everyone else. And he does, like, he does, like, a crazy bold, like, thing where he's like, okay, out of punishment, I'm gonna, like, shave my head. Um, and he commits to it. And, like, I just thought that was, like, and, like, really, the, 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 the the name was characters like the girls reacting to that to throughout that episode was really funny. Like it was just very much like they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this guy sucks," etc. I don't, and we never really find out who wrote that letter too, so it could have been anyone or it could like and again, I don't know if this is something that's followed up later on. Maybe it is, but like I just thought that was a strong, really funny episode because it just felt very different compared to everything else. Where like, oh yeah, like the club dynamics again a little too much. I don't I don't find any of that funny. And then again, back to the problems with Rika. It's like, oh, I'm I'm so uncomfortable with this. I don't like this. Like, oh, stop hitting her, please. And but then that episode was like oddly refreshing because it was none of that. It just had none of those terrible qualities I thought of of this series. Um but yeah, overall, I fucking hated this series. That's really what it is. I don't, <laughs> I do, I do not recommend it. Again, it's one of those things where I feel like maybe it's of his time, but at the same time, I don't know if it's also because um not that no i could definitely relate I, that's what i mean i could definitely relate to like what, what like a lot of those things that like those characters were going through but in a sense like i could i i don't know maybe i need to be in a different mindset to look at it. and maybe again it's the issue i'm thinking too hard about it but like i definitely feel like what they were trying to play for laughs did not succeed because it in the way it in the way that it would work for me because it just totally contrasts and contradicts like the serious stuff that they're trying to tackle and it just feels really at odds with each other and doesn't really mesh well, which I guess is the gist of my issues with it. Like you, you have like these care, like you have these gags and this, all this physical humor, but meanwhile, there's like some serious questionable, like um, abusive things probably happening that they don't touch upon. You know, as Rose said, you know, like that there's, they don't really touch upon the things you think they should and seem to be focusing on the wrong things being the issue at hand, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily um the you know the, the the issue of Rika's delusional state but rather what causes it and they're not really they're not really unpacking that they're just kind of pushing it to the side as like oh no this is just like a little little funny thing this is just like another like anime trope that whatever deal with it they don't really unpack it as like you know she yeah she could be this she could be just way because of the environment she she's coming from and they don't they don't really touch upon it. So yeah, I personally would not recommend this series. Um, and I think a lot of its hype came around... Yeah, I, I, And again, that's what i mean. it's timing. I feel like the hype came around a time where there were a lot of other similar shows like these with similar characters where... Um, yeah, again, you kind of have just the different tropes that I think was very much of its time. This, I know this show came in between Yoka and Tamaka Market. So again, the whole... Our whole thing about like Keanu being Keanu, uh, will they or won't they? Both of those shows do that too. <laughs> this was a very particular era for them, and it, I think it shows. Like the moment I, the moment like it started going into the the prologue, explaining like here, you know, here's what Chuni is. Like even just the, just the way the characters moved, I was like, I kind of knew what era of this was, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. just from like just the just the elements of it and how the character designs are. Mm-hmm. And speaking of character designs, his little sister looks like Rika. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. That's fucked up to me. I don't think that was intentional, but oh, that yeah, was a little yeah. weird. I don't know. If, well, I don't know if someone else was like, "Hey, let's change up her hairstyle a little bit." But they look way too similar. <laughs> that that yeah, was weird. Just, they never. I, they don't do anything with hey. it, obviously. But like, I was worried when I saw when I saw that character when she was introduced. I was like, immediately, like she looks like the main girl. I don't well, like.
1: <laughs> well, well. <laughs> It's a metaphor, you know, it's saying that, you know, Erika's just a normal girl like anyone else, like any (laughs) other girl. That's what that's trying to convey.
3: I think it's just the unfortunate fate of being a character with black hair in an anime series, but... (laughs) uh, In
0: KyoAni specifically. Yeah, it's like the only... Black short hair specifically is a curse. You need to have the twin tails to distinguish yourself.
3: Right. Fantastic (laughs) designs, but it is definitely... You you do be looking like other people, unfortunately. (laughs) No, like... There is definitely a lot highlighted there that, like, again, I think if I would watched this earlier in my life, I would probably feel a lot more opinionated and be like, oh, like I would probably be trying to defend a lot more of that. But no, ultimately, I just end up a lot more curious about the version of this show that maybe doesn't have Toka and is more focused Mm -hmm. on this girl who is dealing with the um, aftermath of like her father passing and doing so in a way where, you know, even if they included Toka, and she was the stoic character, doing so in a way where she didn't play along with the delusions would be a lot more powerful, I feel. Someone that was very much just, like, matter-of-fact and everything that was going on, where you know, maybe her power, maybe in uh, Rika's mind, her power was just, like, um, she is an esper, and she can always, like, take care of everything, but in her mind, like, in, in reality, she's just, like, deadpan, and just being like, no, come on, we got to go back home. It's like midnight. Come on. Uh, like having a character right. that
0: like a ver- yeah, yeah, a version of her that's just normal. <laughs> like Yeah, or at least is like the barometer
3: does. for normalcy where it's like ultimately these it is definitely one of those shows where um I think a lot about my romantic teen comedy snafu too where it's sort of just yes. like the issue here isn't the actual issue that you're having. The issue is that no one has told you about a concept that would help your problems a lot better, and where in that uh, show, it is the concept of polyamory, in this show, it is the concept of mental health, and how to properly talk about the grieving process, where I think it is just, like, the unfortunate case where it's, like, yeah, you know, like, the immediate answer isn't, oh, hey, we should probably go seek counseling, or we should probably go find a solution, it is very much the case of, like, you have to get over this in some capacity, how you do this, well, I don't know, but We need to have you back on the... uh, You are the nail that is standing out. We have to hammer you in in some capacity. And the thesis of the show is saying we should let these nails stay unhammered. But ultimately, it's like that clash of ideals that can
1: make some of the stuff a lot murkier.
2: Yeah.
1: No, definitely. Um, Yeah. Well, sorry that that turned into, like, a giant long bashing, I guess. But it really <laughs> I mean, had to happen. I, I, I will say that the... Uh,
3: I did enjoy the gags, like, the the physicality, if only because it was very... It it did feel, like, spread out enough. Like, when when we have the introduction of Yuta just banging his head against the wall, just being like, I hate this, I hate this. Like, the, there is... Again, some of that still lands with me, at least, because of the fact that it's like, no, I get where you're coming from. I get how much that you hate to think about the time that you recited, like, dark scripture before you had to go eat. Like, (laughs)
0: uh, I would say, yeah, I would say the timing of, like, random background characters, like, and and random nameless characters running into their shenanigans is very good. Like, just being dragged into, like, whatever bullshit there are. And we don't see them again, but, like, yeah, stuff like that random old man on the train station reacting to Rika's Heelies and be like, what the f-? like terrified. Or you just have like a random schoolgirl in the background like screaming and just running away off frame. Like those are very good. And, but again, I feel like that's more of a production thing and less of like a, a storytelling thing where someone was like in the storyboarding process like saying, hey, let's fill that scene up more, you know, like, but yeah, like there's some stuff that like works well, but I I feel like it's not really what, for me, It's it wasn't with the main characters.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely i think um it's interesting to me that i was going i was about to say i think you can see the through line with their work where you look at like the stuff that they do in this and the stuff that they do um in terms of how they like divide the worlds as it were uh in something like dragon maid um or some of their other shows even god forbid beyond the boundary um, <laughs> but like, um, I think, like, a, uh, but then I was like, wait a second, this isn't, like, their starting point for their evolution with that stuff. Nichijou is, like, the best one out of all of them, and that was a year <laughs> before this, so, uh, yeah. well, that thesis is gone. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's really strange to me, um, that that is the case now. I do think that, um, like, something like Kaon is better, something like... But like I think that that idea of a reset is something that is really just, you know, un- you not unique but like in- intrinsic to the Kyoto animation style. Um they all, like that John was complaining about all that time ago of like how they have to reset everything to start make a new season or whatever as it were. Um that's just something they do all the time. Um I think like I I I just I'm thinking of something like um dragon maid where you know they can't like they could they can have the lovey-dovey things but then they have to pretend that it's not happening or whatever right again to keep up the bit um yeah like like like, um, like
2: kobayashi has to go back to being frustrated with toru coming on her all the time even though like two episodes before like kobayashi was basically like getting ready to be married to toru it's like all right yeah
1: and and there's other shows that's like that too. I think like mm. the only one I can think of that they've done recently that is pretty final. You know, like Kaon ends pretty final, I think, mm. and didn't have that issue. Yeah, but that yeah. was mostly an original work, wasn't it? I think, or was it not? Kaon? I don't know. K-On! was a manga.
2: It was a manga. Yep.
1: Okay. So it does have. Um. A, well, never mind. Where that, they go then. to college? I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a four comma um, too yeah oh right yeah um well like um uh the, the, the violet evergarden has like a pretty final ending so it's i i hope mm-hmm. that that is something they take from going forward because mm-hmm. it is definitely something that is pretty bad in all their work like uh you look at a fucking Tomoko market that we watch yeah yeah
0: ago, and then like and yeah like, they just, yeah, ended hey, up, hey the movie they just ended up, like yeah, f- yeah they fix the stuff they fix the f- bad stuff in the movie by removing the bird
1: <laughs> yeah
0: no, but that's um. interesting that they. It's it's interesting. It seems very unique to them specifically because I can't recall other like anime that does it. Would like you know they, they especially when you come when you think about sports anime. Like no, there's a there's a continuity. They keep, keep yeah. Out. Actually, I've I've never seen the free sequel, for instance. So I don't know what happens there, but like, yeah, it's interesting they do that resetting, which is a thing that was very typical of like Western cartoons, especially until super recently you know, now, like, more, more, more cartoons, especially, even one targeted kids actually now have, like, narrative arcs that are very, like, pretty complex, and that's awesome and cool, but, like, that was definitely a trend, especially back then, when, like, cartoons were, like, yeah, we gotta, we're gonna sell stuff, so we can't have, I think a lot about, like, yeah, Transformers and certain characters dying, and we're, like, no, we can't do, <laughs> we can't, <laughs> and traumatizing children in the theater, like, we can't do that, we can't kill, up well, after killing Optimus Prime, it caused such a huge uproar, they reset that anyway, right? But stuff like that, yeah, when it, characters die, they just come back anyway, because they're like, no, we not only made kids sad, we gotta still sell figures of them, because we can't sell a dead body. So, <laughs> but they stopped well, doing that. It's uh, so well, a hey, so you see that in cartoons now.
2: Yeah, well, a, hey, yeah, it was, uh, they, they were gonna also kill a bunch of G.I. Joe characters, because they did the G.I. Oh, Joe shit. movie after that, but they had to change that, yeah. Because, like, it's... if if i remember correctly it's in the gi joe movie like duke is like knocked out or something for like 45 minutes of the movie but like right at the end they're like oh no he's fine now it's okay everybody he's still alive like, they very much wanted <laughs> like, to kill Duke.
0: They couldn't go um, back and change it because they were like, oh, all the re- animation's dead. We're not going to fucking do that again. And they just had an induced thing. Oh, my but, God. Um, yeah. But I, I
2: will also say, uh, for your claim that people don't want to buy a dead body, I will actually argue with that. Because pretty recently, <laughs> they released, they released oh no. an Optimus Prime that was colored <gasps> specifically as the, like, drained life version of Optimus oh Prime when gosh. he dies in the movie. So what oh. about the
0: Laura
1: Palmer nendoro- uh, Nendoroid? Oh well,
0: yeah, that's true. Funko Pop. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, oh, it, it would be a Nendoroid at some point. I can imagine.
1: Oh, That'd be good. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that's. A, I'm going to calling a moratorium at almost an hour of talking of Review. Okay. Um, yeah. A decamoratorium. <laughs> 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 um. So yeah, it certainly was a show. Mm-hmm. Um. I miss
3: we
2: EDM have more ops. Right I'll say, yeah,
1: that's that's my case. Yep. <laughs> what? Sorry,
3: I, I miss EDM ops. It, it's nice to have one that's just a nice. Oh, little yeah,
1: thing. <laughs> that actually, that's that's the one thing. I'll finish this by saying, uh, I respect the voice actress Chuni ending th- song song. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. sung by them, taking yeah. turns. Ugh. Yep, tongue <laughs> It's good. It's a good bit. Um, yeah, that's that. We, we do
2: have one opinion real quick.
1: One opinion. Go right yeah. ahead.
2: Uh, this is from Kawaii Nobu. If you want to send an opinion or question, go to videogamechoo.tumblr.com/ask. ask. will something like this right here. It's been a long time since I watched it, but both seasons of Chunibyo were slash are pretty straightforward. Low stakes, fun to watch. Nothing mind-blowing, but really easy to just roll with. It's got a little bit of something for everyone in the cast dynamics and writing without going too hard on anything. The kind of show I would give a solid three out of five stars to. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a very fair opinion. Low sta- low stakes. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's kind of how I felt it. about it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Three Mr. Peters out of Ooh. five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three finger finger spins. I'll start off
1: here mm-hmm. with um back arrow update i know you're all dying to hear about what's happening <laughs> the old man has vanished completely um that's oh, okay. dis- that, that he's been... old man isn't, like
0: that good? isn't
1: that good It it is good so okay so like like i said he was the worst part of the show easily just he came in he was just constantly being like oh blah blah, blah whatever he sucked i guess he's still around but he never does anything um this is the mm-hmm. power of an original work is you can just have characters who don't matter or have a goal because you're making everything up on the fly and they just come out and then they go away. Um, the show is, I think, it reached a point where, so the, the very first episode had them, they got this big ship that they all live on, like the big and Lagan ship they get like after ep- episode seven, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They all ride around on, they got one of those. Um, And then eventually every single country in the world got one as the show (laughs) kept going on until they were all fighting. And I was like, how long does it take for these ones to like fuse into a mech or something? That's what's going to happen. And it does happen. They go full like mini Gurren Lagann here. Hmm. um, with like, yeah, it just some real dumb Gurren Lagann style. thing. you can tell this is written by the dude who wrote Gurren Lagann, one of the dudes who wrote Gurren Lagann. Um, and it's, it's a type of thing where I could see this show having been like genuinely extremely good. Um, sorry for the fireworks. Um, oh, it's these, it's, it's these
2: dickheads over here, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, this is, this is the, this is what happened on the anime. Actually, you're hearing the anime oh, yeah. firing <laughs> the missiles at each other. <laughs> um but no like yeah i think like this could have been a very very good show i think it's still enjoyable i think it's the type of thing that you go like that was fun when you watch it you know about that the end you forget it in a year that type of thing yeah um which is a disappointing because i do think they, they had some interesting ideas they had some fun with it there's some good characters it's all just the type of thing where it's like man Every time I watch an original anime where the draft is just so unpolished, you're like, why didn't you, like, get this, like, edited? Why didn't... You You know, like, that's what it feels like. It really feels like that sort of, like, we are flying by the seat of our pants week to week. We just want to see, like, what... Like, we have all these grand ideas, but aren't exactly sure how to do all of them. Like I said, the fucking Julius Caesar figure who shoves wine bottles into himself to become buff. Like, that, that dude... Like, all of a sudden, he just had God powers, and was like, oh, yeah, I know God, and everyone was like, what? And, like, it's just out of nowhere, and then, like, yeah. They have, like, fun ideas. They have the fun hype I- things. Like, there was a dude who was, like, he was, he, the the main character, okay? What happened with the main character recently is that he's revealed to be, like, the Antichrist, I guess, mm-hmm. as it okay. were. Um, is that why he's different? And yeah, so he's just going around lasering people accidentally because he can't control himself or whatever. He's the destroyer. um, And um, the head of the Chinese, like, empire that exists there, at one point, like, he's like, he's like get away from me. I'm going to kill you too or whatever the main character is to him. And he goes, no. And then he turns him into a sword. And... The sword is still, like, destroying him by touching him, but he's just regenerating his body faster. And it's, like, shit like that that I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that is what anime is. Like, he's just constantly regenerating his hand that's being destroyed. Like, that's cool as hell. Um, But it's just these ideas that don't have concrete connections, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just sort of, like... I have these fun ideas and I'm just going to throw them out there and they're just going to sort of happen without like much build up or execution or like an idea of where it's going in a meaningful way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I've been, I, this is one of the most interesting shows I've watched recently. I think in terms of a long running thing, like usually when I stick with a show, it's just, like, I want to see it to the end. But this one, like, I, I have genuinely been interested in wh- what it was going to do, how it was going to accomplish what it did in its front time. Once I found out it had two two cores. um, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but I am just like, man, this could have been something really impressive, I think, if it was given the time. um, But you know how it'd be. You know how it'd be. Um, John... Yes. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the horror OVA?
2: Do you want. Oh, oh my God. We don't God. have to. We don't have to. Listen, okay. I want to talk about it because I think this needs to be sp- spoken about. Like, this is something this that. This is
0: aftercare. <laughs> this is aftercare. Yeah. Uh. Th-
2: this is li- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- this is absolutely something that, like, I need to, like, process what happened you
0: need to release it because if you keep it inside it'll just bad energy yeah you don't Yeah,
2: want i'm it. I'm gonna turn <laughs> chunibio over the trauma over this no um <laughs> is that
3: the new joker
2: yeah that, i mean it's it's like it's like i'm gonna become the joker no it's i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a rika that's what it's gonna be no uh, <laughs> um no uh so yeah so so you also watched this rose and um yeah like uh, we, I we were both just fucking flabbergasted because we are specific. I think we need to explain what this is. We're talking about the Kaguya OVA, which like you would not expect the Kaguya OVA to be something that like we're we're basically coming back with war stories about. You know, like that is so off the guff. That is so just completely off the goop. But it is. It is that hundred percent. So. Okay, so I guess to explain the context here, there were two chapters of the Kaguya manga called Kaguya, like, After Dark or something, or, like, Kaguya Darkness or something like that. And they were explicitly, like, chapters making jokes that were, I guess, like, deemed too horny for the main plot. And they were adapted in this OVA. Along with another just like random chapter, I guess, that maybe they just like didn't get around to previously. Um, but those two sections that are the quote unquote horny sections it, it was porn. They made pretty much official Kaguya Hentai. Like there there is not actual penetration, there is not actual, like, nobody reaches climax in this. But it is about as close to actual like porn that they could have made. And it's not it's not even that the origin it's not even that the source material was that because like I because I had a thought where I was like you know people read the manga to this why didn't I see anybody being like holy shit what the fuck is up with the Kaguya manga all of a sudden I looked it up it's nowhere near as bad as the anime like like you know, it is definitely further than they would normally make jokes. Like, they do show, like, cleavage. And they, you know, have a pretty explicit talk about, like, characters being horny. But it is way more, like, believable, like, kind of stuff. It is, like, nowhere... It's it's about as bad as the kind of stuff that you see in, like, most other shounen manga. It's just, like, with Kagia, it's... It's surprising because like the like you said it best Rose, like the characters in Kaguya freak the fuck out over holding hands. Like that is how like, and I mean there th- there's scenes where they talk about like horny stuff here and there, but like also at the same time, like, like they, they, they are so repressed that they freak out about holding hands. You know, it is, it is that kind of show. These characters are that repressed that just like wild and weird about that kind of shit. Like, they are definitely horny characters, don't get me wrong, which is why it makes sense that there is, like, oh, here's these, like, few chapters where, like, you know, the boys are looking at a porno mag and, like, are being are being dumbasses about it. Like, that makes sense. There are good jokes to be found there, but, like the this ova opens up with like a with a rippling shot of Kaguya's ass coming out of like a pool and when i mean when i say rippling i mean it's her ass cheeks slam together like seven times just as she's like swimming normally <laughs> um
0: they're, they're lotting like, yeah yeah
2: it's so over the top there's like and 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 again it's like like, it's, it's the kind of thing where, like, I feel like what they were trying to do was, like, if this is so over the top. It's like, this is what the boys are imagining. But, especially in an animation sense, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a parody that is just doing what they're trying to make fun of, you know? And it's just, it's, it, that's not a joke. You're just doing it. You know? And, Like, the the, the creme de la creme of this. Because there's, like, a bunch of scenes where, like, they're making jokes about, like, how, you know, like, in, like, uh, uh, like an etchy shonen thing. Like, the girl will be, like, getting nude in the shower, but the door will close at this exact moment. Or they'll be covered in bubbles. Or, you know, there'll be, like, light that shines on there. Like, that was the joke, basically. But there is straight up a moment where Chica, like, drops her soap and it falls over to Kaguya's side and she like goes over there to like look for it. And Kaguya's is also bent down, and Chika literally like like she fucks Kaguya. Like she sla- she like like she is fucking all on her, like grinding and slapping against her. Like it is she Chika straight up fucks Kaguya. And it's just like it's it, it, like again. I I feel like I'm saying I I sound like a prude here, but like it's just it's so just like insane. I don't think you sound like a prude. I think it's fine. I'm <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm, no, wor- oh I'm worried. Ab- I'm worried about that kind of stuff. But like, it's just it's it's so it's so much for what that show is. And then like the second part is, you know, the boys, like like find like a like a porno mag and are like kind of like looking at it and just being dumb about it. And like it's not that bad, but again, like if you look at the manga chapter, they don't have anything that they like had to censor, but they like explicitly draw stuff to censor it. You know, it's like it's it's very much like they they, they were given an inch and took like 5 miles. You know, where it was just like, yeah, here's this like kind of more blue, but still in the same kind of wheelhouse that Kaguya normally is with the with the manga. But with the animation, it's like, yeah, here's a shot where it's just a bunch of girls like walking around the pool and their tits are literally like like it was like it was like DOA. If you set your age to ninety nine, if you get that joke, like <laughs> it's just like blah, 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 like it's it's fucking insane and then the second half is just a fucking Kaguya bit. It's just it's just a chapter and it's funny. It's good. Like it's just good Kaguya stuff. It was like it was like putting on an old pair of shoes. I've I've said that about Kaguya before when it came back for season 2, putting on an old pair of shoes. Just as good, always just super funny. That is how that second half of the OVA was. It was just those characters interacting, that same kind of humor, very funny, very charming. Exactly what you would expect from Kaguya but that first half is just fucking insane like 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 L- LV you, when when we were talking about it a little bit you, st- cuz like like you don't watch Kaguya but
0: yeah i'm not familiar with yeah it.
2: you you mentioned you were like you were like okay like i think you like saw you like saw it like around or I something i saw a
0: cl- there are many clips of this going around because of how insane it is yeah. i'm like oh, and you oh, you, what you, is you, it? you, you yeah i thought i and i was like whoa like i recognize the characters like i was like yeah these are they're from that show you watch and i was like that's weird that that, the way you you guys have talked about this show it doesn't sound like it has fans and never approaches that stuff so i was thinking in my head over like oh maybe it was one of those like super talented fan artists who like are really good at like animating plus emulating the show art style and then like I dug a little deeper and I'm like, oh, this is official. That well, I'll finding out finding out from you first. And it- I was like, what? That's official? But I thought it was just like a, f- a fan work, like a really talented fan work. <laughs> uh, that's
2: insane. Yeah, like it 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 really just it- it's so just aw- like beyond the pale and it was not something that I was like, I mean I was prepared for it mostly just because like I had just heard about what happened, but I was, like, I just sat there and was just, like, like wow, like, they really, like, the the people making this show must have just been, like, like, they must have just been, like, God, we are, like, we, like, everything about this show is so hoity-toity, like, they must have just been, like, we gotta get this out of our systems, we're fucking animals in here, like, uh, but, uh, like, also, if you're getting to that point, Maybe you need to figure some shit out about yourself too, because like I don't I don't know. <laughs> no, I us I, I, talk I, about it. I mean, yeah, like,
1: we, before they go in. They get hit. They get we, hosed we, down we, by we, like a room, a decontamination room.
2: Yeah, go to work. We always
0: we we joked before about like the recurring bad things that keep happening in anime, and like why don't they stop? You know things like why is there a bad CGI scene that didn't need to be? And then this is one of those like oh they need to force an etchy thing, and because this I I was I made a reference you know I mentioned like in our chat like. The show has no etchy whatsoever. And, like, combined with, for some reason, these artists need to get out of racism, but also the fact that, like, they haven't done etchy whatsoever, that, like, someone out there, some pervert producer, was lagging was their finger out there saying, hey, this series you gotta you gotta you gotta turn up the dial we, we we need to make it up and put it all in this o v a otherwise we're not gonna green light another se- you know like uh, and i think i i think I can see that happening like oh, here's such a team series like let's 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 decide to turn it up here cause why not for no reason
1: <laughs> yeah like the 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 director was like or like the money man came in and was like, they the don't know about yet? season two yet, maybe you can convince them, huh. you you can sweeten the pot show them that there's something (laughs)
0: to support show the money shot Uh. (laughs) Uh.
2: but yeah Uh, like uh. like, yeah i i it's it's it was just like completely off the goop and i was like yeah you know like I, i i would say you know like just if you could if you want to see a good if you want a little taste of kaguya skip that first half or i mean at the very <laughs> least skip that first section because like the porno mag bit isn't that bad it's still just like you know the boys being fucking idiots and like it's it's not that bad but it's also like not that funny anyway but then just just watch the second part it's great yeah. it's like ah Kaguya's is great i can't wait for season three you know <laughs>
3: So I was just uh, fast tracking this OVA in the side, and yeah, no, skip those first five minutes. That is like
1: ridiculous, it's beyond the pale. It, it it's is beyond the pale, beyond the pale. I that LV LV hit the nail on the head. I thought it was like some zone shit or something. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, was, like, yeah, talented, definitely.
3: Like, like it was nothing. So like... So the
1: first thing I saw was the chica scene where chica is on all fours and it just does an undersweep of her yeah and it's just like <laughs> dear god like that yes. is like monstrous the, the one, the, that is
0: the like... one the one i'm seeing circulate the one i've seen i've seen circulate the most like you would see the most like it, it's it's i don't know which girl is it her boobs rubbing on other girls back yeah, yeah that's the one i yeah. keep yeah. seeing oh, yeah oh, that, uh, that's what that. that's yeah, what sure, i was talking I was about
2: like, whoa, when like she yeah like, that's what I was she's talking about she's, girl. like, she's, yeah, she's straight up, like, yeah, like, if she was wearing a fucking, like, strap-on to or town. whatever, she would be <laughs> fucking her, yeah. Yeah,
3: it, it's, and it's, like you say, you know, it is never at a point where it's, like, they don't reference the sexuality, or, like, the innate, like, corniness of being in high school, and especially, like, in that kind of a setup, where, yeah, like, even just having to, like think about being on a date with somebody is already enough to just be like, Oh my God, there's like, I'm already like losing my mind over that, but mm-hmm. it it is definitely set up in a way that is like, so antithetical to what that series presents overall.
2: Yeah. Cause, cause, cause what you're saying is absolutely how the show is. Like if they're ever acting horny, it is a hundred percent just like a, yeah, they're dumb repressed high schoolers who have like no idea what they're doing. And like, it, it has always been presented as that, and the comedy has always been like based on that, in like a, you know, it's just, you know, we grew up, we, we went through this shit, it's dumb, it's, it, but it's that, that is how it is, and they just like, show it in a I don't know if I'd say realistic way because none of these characters are very realistic but like the the comedy is something that is more like it is based on a more realistic thing instead of just like oh I fell over and you know we accidentally like like I I, like oh no I slipped and I accidentally had sex with you all the way through you know like that's not what happens ever but in this ova that is 100 percent what happened like literally chica is just like oh let me get over there and take a look for something i dropped and like in the process is like full-on crouched over like having sex with her friend like it's 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 too much it's too
3: much yeah a a lot of the show like the the development in the show resides on like whenever people are able to like put down the level of, like, awareness they have to put of social status and the like to just be people and talk to each other. But Mm -hmm. then, yeah, no, this is definitely another level of just, like, ridiculousness. And specifically, like, where it is trying to tell that joke about, like, yeah, you know, these are all the things porno mags do whenever they want to, like, try and sell you the next issue. Mm -hmm. It is that thing where it's, like, you can't just do the joke doing the thing you're parodying while you try to parody it.
2: Yeah cuz cause, cause, like the manga was more specifically like making fun of how like etchy manga does censoring like it was basically just them being like like nobody uses that 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 much su- that many suds when they're showering like it wouldn't actually cover anything <laughs> up you know like like th- there's like there's not going to be like a random flash of light to cover up your your tits in, while you're like, you know, all like doing whatever. Like that was the joke in the manga. And like, yeah, that's like it's like I wouldn't I'm not going to sit there and say that's like comedy genius or anything, but like that's that's funny. You know, that's a little that's a little funny. But they just took it, and they were like, alright, well, if we're gonna have, like, a scene of Kaguya, like, lathered up or whatever. Because, like, like I-, I showed you all, like, the screenshot. Like, it, like it's, it's, like, not that bad, but in there, it's like, you just see Kaguya's nude fucking body, but with, like, a little tiny bit of suds where her nipples and, and uh, genitals would be, like... Like even in the manga, like they made more of a joke out of it by like having her covered in suds. Like the joke is that she that like she's covered, and you know nobody would actually be covered in suds like that, you know. So like there's actually a joke there, but then in the animation, it's just yeah, here's here's nude Kaguya because you all want to see nude Kaguya.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh... there you go. Yeah, we we have. We have I feel like we have exercised a demon. <laughs> so it's an OVA because
3: I am over it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the, Thank the, you. the demon has been <laughs> The curse has been lifted, so Rose, please ask somebody else about what they watched.
1: Yeah, Elvy. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. s- since Maverick used up his, I was going to pass it to him, but he used up. his oh, shit, right there. But uh, that <gasps> with little the, joke the, yeah. Ah damn. <laughs> well, damn. How can you follow that up? I have to give you some time. I have to give you know the cooldown. The cooldown. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I propped my special. Yeah. <laughs> uh lv do you want to talk about how the mug show has gone fully deranged uh, it has because, gone fully deranged yeah.
0: i i I feel like they ran out of ideas uh with like the skits i that feel like they never had, the, had an
1: idea would have been and really they, re- re- they, re- they re- the never really did again
0: this is like it. a very um again whole like here here's a group of girls they have a club around like a very specific interest but this is like obviously like commissioned for a tourism reason for this particular town where and you know, the Gifo uh, prefecture, where they're known for like their ceramic wear, like a very particular way how they make it and like how they make it. Um, and yeah, they try, they keep trying to have this like arc where the main character, the pink haired girl again, I don't know their names because like I'm not <laughs> the the she, um, Jimeno, Jimeno, she, um, she's just, I think so, I, I, her, that's her name, I think she She's very insecure about like why she's she even joined the club to begin with I don't know like there's a whole thing where she feels like she was just pressured to join the ceramics club because like her mom was like a no like pottery person that's why her father fell in love with her. she was really good she just feels really insecure about it and like she doesn't feel like all the stuff she makes in the club she just she just feels like oh, I'm shit like compared to everyone else and like she feels like she doesn't have a drive for it um one of the recent. Yeah, one of the recent anime segments was just pure... The last two ones. The last two ones. Just purely unhinged. Like, I don't know... Like, I had no focus on, like, them making ceramics at all. They're stalking their teacher. They're stalking their advisor for some reason. Um, They literally, like to the point where it's like you know it's not even like oh they saw her. you know it's not like you know sometimes that happens and something yeah if you like your teacher that's fine it's not as awkward as it is but it's still awkward because it's a whole thing where you kind of it's kind of like you're seeing someone naked and you didn't want that <laughs> it's like oh that's weird i'm seeing you outside of a different context than what you're supposed to be and you're my teacher like why are you you're-, you're not in a school that's weird you know especially when you're a kid and you you know but when you're older that you're more likely to be less weirded out by that but like they're outright just stalking their teacher. Like, it's not like they saw her one day and, like, like oh, they're shopping or something and they saw her in a store and, like, oh, okay, like, what is she up to? And, you know, they you, you get a little nosy and whatnot. Like, okay, we'll just follow her a bit. But no, no, they're outright, like, tracking her, like, going on a train, following her, like, going into the countryside, like, leaving the city. Like, this is, like, a whole day endeavor. Like, literally, they're just following her and they found out, like, oh, she's just, like, you know, they're, they're, like, making conclusions, like, oh, is she meeting a man? Is she, like, dating someone? And no, it was not a big fucking deal. It was just, like, her, like, I, I think it was something, like, they were just tracking, like, she, it turns out she was just looking for, like, what was it? Like, I don't even remember. It was just, like, fireflies or something? Like, just something that was, like, very, like, seasonal and, like, she was saying things, like, oh, it's, you know, like, th- it's gonna be the end, etc. And then, you know, she's like, talking with her friend or something. like Like, literally just observing nature or, like, going to some, like, natural place just to see stuff because otherwise she was going to miss it which is and like enjoying it by herself and the girls were assuming things like oh my gosh her relationship is ending she has to meet this guy in a weird spot etc it was just it was just like weird it was like why are they doing this and then like for some reason the main cause of it was like the main girl persuaded him to do that because she wanted to feel special (laughs) she was like oh you know, like by convincing them to do like this whole thing, like I feel special. Like I don't feel like I, I, I it like boiled down to like, okay, oh, it was literally like, oh, we're not making ceramics at the ceramic club. We're doing something different. I feel like the pressure has been alleviated now that we're doing something else. It's like insane. Like it was such a stupidest reason as to why they're stalking their teacher outside of like school. Because she just did not want to go to Ceramics Club, and instead, let's go stalk our teacher. Instead, It was absurd. The next anime um, episode so I, again, because like this, sh- the show has like it- the show is divided between like an anime segment and the live action segment with the the voice actresses, ah, the voice actresses. Um, the next anime segment was even more unhinged, so it like frames itself as like a beach episode where, um basically like you know one of the girls is just waiting in the cafe like that um the main you know the, again one of the other friends like that in the main girl you know where the main character like lives like her father owns a cafe and like et cetera, and like a mug shop um and yeah they just head off to the beach but then like things like wacky stuff starts happening like weird things like a lot of the girls start acting out of character then they see these these kappa these kappa or kappa um and again like the copper i like kind of like a signified I, I you know a significant icon in this town in particular because again the holding order guarding the streams the waters and it's like tied to like how the clay is made you know it's like a whole thing um and they start following them and then they're led into like this weird game show room like in the beach through the beach like through a basement through a shading and they just follow it they just follow it. and then they're like forced to play like these these weird twisted game show games the kappa were judges and the host was like the main character's grandma in a schoolgirl uniform except she is except she's younger so she's in her younger form um and then it ends with them like like winning and then it was like all just a dream it was just all just a dream where like it goes back to the cafe where the main girl is still waiting because she fell asleep waiting for them because they're just taking so long to prepare to actually go to the beach very weird like string of past couple episodes. But uh, the whole the whole game show segment was a reference to something I it was a reference to like um like a game show styled in the in the vein of something like from the nineteen fifties or sixties. I'm not sure if it was a specific Japanese game show in particular, but I'm sure there were tons of jokes that like went over my head because I think it was specifically referencing like how old the grandma was and like what was but like none of the recent couple episodes have anything to do with like making a mug. Like let's make a mug too. They're not making a mug. <laughs> um but again, the live action segments still wonderful. I love these women. I love like pretending I'm hanging out with them. Uh, <laughs> they're just going through the town, <laughs> hanging out. Um, but also, what's funny about that, that? What's funny about that too is they haven't been really making like ceramics either. Well, they do in the second one, but like, but like in the first one, they're just going to like a, a cool mosaic tile museum. Um, at some point, they go to a candy store where the candies like like and the candy and cookies are just like shaped like tiles and they look like them. And then, yeah, they're just having a great time and it's raining and stuff, um, you know, going through that. I, I, I wonder if they filmed it all within two days or something, probably, um, or like within, like, across like a couple of days at least, for sure. Um, because their outfit does finally, their outfits finally do change in this next segment. <laughs> so this must be the next day. But this, this, this is where yeah, it gets unhinged and I'm taken aback. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm getting taken away from the suspended reality they have implied here. Because as far as I know, it's been spring, like when they were filming these live action segments or like even around the time that they were like framing the anime episodes. Like, so, okay, like we're now in the anime beach episode. So now all of a sudden it's summer and and, and this live action episode, they're like, they dressed up the the, the women in like Yukata, they're having like a fake summer festing, but they're not really having a summer festival. They're still just going across the town, visiting places and eating at them the whole theme around their summer episode was like them going to these different dessert shops so that are having ice cream and candy etc so which, that makes sense in a sense of like yeah if you're going to a carnival or a festival like a street festival you're just gonna eat like candy or like handheld stuff that's what they were doing um early like early on before that like they they actually did start like they they actually were like um yeah, they did. They did go back to making ceramics, but this time instead of using the spinning wheel, they were just making stuff by hand. They were making cute p- plates, etc. Um, I don't know if they showed. it. I don't know if they're gonna show them finished or glazed. The next episode probably because they need time to pass for that. But but it was just really funny because uh, just just to um, I guess just to reiterate that like across these live action segments, the town is empty as hell, and I wonder like if this was filmed in the middle of the pandemic, right? Because you know, so a lot of people were not out. Um, there are, I mean there are there are moments where the women do not wear masks at all, so like I don't know what's going on because <laughs> usually if you if you usually if you watch like Japanese like television and whatnot, like you see the celebrities, they have a specific mask where it's the, it's a see-through mask, so you still see their faces, so that's the whole thing. Um, but the women are not wearing masks at all, but in the places they do interact with people they, they are wearing masks completely. Um, so I don't know I, I wonder if the town's just empty because that's just how the town is. Or they filmed it early in the morning and they like coordinated things just so like it's easier for, the, for them to film and without issues like running to too many people. Or it's just because of the pandemic and no one wants to be fucking outside and doing with that shit, right? And it, again, like I said, it's also been rainy across several of these live action episodes, which again tells me it's probably spring in Japan like when this was filmed or like at least early summer. But what kills me the most, like, again, to go back to the summer segment, they're, again, going around these cafes and whatnot. It's completely empty. It just looks like a fucking ghost town. But, again, I don't know if that's just how the town is because it's in a very rural side of Japan. Um, at some point, like, at some point, this is where, like, I'm pulled away from, like, the weird fake reality you're trying to put in this video. Like, oh, it's summer. I don't think it's summer because we at some point in the background, there are, like, these old women. Like, uh, This is the first time across the live action people. we see people... Who don't interact with them in the background, and they censored their faces. Like these clearly old women. I guess they were coming out of salon, looking at the camera. <laughs> like clearly, like what's going on? Wonder if they- like clearly people confused, and there were like a lot of people like walking around too in the background at some point, very confused as to why these women in yukata are just walking around in their town like just casually. There's no <laughs> fucking festival going on. Um, near the end of the segment, they are like playing with you know the the sparklers, etc. But again, it's just really funny. And like those tiny moments in that segment really took me out of it, making me realize, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is such, they had to really set this up and pretend it was summer in Japan just to do this. (laughs) And like all these poor people who live in that town are like, what the hell are these like? loud <laughs> loud because yeah they're talking loud. they're actresses you know and they're talking to the camera but what the hell are these like loud women and you caught that like walking around a town there's nothing going on in the middle of a fucking pandemic <laughs> like it just really took me out but like otherwise like those segments i think are more fun or like more fun than the anime itself like i enjoy it it's like cute and nice like i i, I don't see myself going to that town anytime soon to hang out but like those moments in particular where for once we start seeing like people in the background like looking around at like what's going on like just really breaks the (laughs) breaks the illusion that they're just these women alone like like enjoying their time but it was just really funny and like a stark reminder of like what's actually going on while they're trying to pretend that they're just enjoying things you know um yeah deranged show derange show like again like i don't know what's going on with the anime arc of like this girl ever gained over insecurity and then like <laughs> these women just still having a good old time in the middle of the pandemic in this town <laughs> it's so strange it's so strange it's such a strange time to put out a tourist tourist touristy show like this too uh, especially with recent things i mean you have to wonder how long
1: been... it was in development right like it's probably yeah. been in like the works for quite some time, especially if you're saying the live-action six segments change timing, as it were. Um,
0: yeah, like they clearly were filmed more recently, at least, at least, at yeah. least last year. You know, not. I can't imagine way before I, it. It's it possible.
1: Like year. maybe this was supposed to come out last spring, maybe, and yeah. they have recorded then, and then they did more of whatever later. Now, um, yeah. who knows? But it was we'll it's never clearly know, in I the middle you. of the
0: pandemic. Like everyone is masked whole day visit. It's not like it's not like few people were mass. It's like clearly like, no everyone uh-huh. is mass except them. <laughs> That's like, oh.
1: That's how I I've, I've been watching, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of Japanese live action like live shows and it is worrying. It is worrying, it is worrying. how <laughs> little they like res- like worry about the talent, I guess, as it were. Because like there was um I think it was the final fantasy fan festival recently where it's like, obviously they can't talk into microphones with a mask on
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: have it sound good, but right. it's like still having multiple people up on a stage without masks is like, Oh boy.
0: Right. Like, and then even yeah. like, if you see the plastic ones, they do give to, the see-through ones that they give to um, a lot of these celebrities, or sometimes it's just a face shield, but again, they're very concerned. Like, no, we got to show their face. We got to keep showing their face. They're very yeah. like, Compared to like an actual cloth or, you know, that's not a lot of coverage because, you know, it's just a plastic one and like anything, you know, but they're very concerned. Like, no, we got to keep showing their faces. They're celebrities. They're beautiful. Right. You know, that's like the whole (laughs) that's the whole conceit, unfortunately. And I feel like they were designed specifically for celebrities in particular. Again, if you've seen what I'm talking about, it's a very small cone plastic shape, very thin compared to what a mask is. Right. Yeah. And like it's that that's the purpose of it. I don't think I have not seen a normal everyday person like walk around wearing that. I've only seen it in like celebrities using that because they need, they want to show their faces. Concerning.
1: Ugh, what a show. What a bizarre. Eh, I wonder how many, like even when you had initially pitched it or not pitched it, you weren't the one pitching it, but you know what, what I mean? Like talking about it for the first time, I was just like, man, they're really making a show about a mug town. Okay. <laughs> Go off. I guess. <laughs> very, very weird advertisement show because like you look at like the we talked about like this when it first started, like the, the stuff like the the fishing anime or like Give my yeah. time of breakwater or whatever, where it's like this is clearly advertising the fishing of these areas that they are going yeah. to and stuff like that. They were very an thorough
0: and, and but... they actually they actually developed yeah. a lot going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they had they had more going on to it and it was sort of like subtle instead of this where it just feels like it's outwardly an advertisement very very strange very strange mm-hmm. program um all right maverick would you like to talk about and i don't think i let you talk about this last week so if you want to talk about uh megalobox 2
3: yeah you know did um, i let you talk in- <clears throat> i don't even remember uh you know like i figured like i wanted to put more time on demon slayer than like bring this up as like a yeah. shorthand i'll you know like again so much anime that happens weekly. There is even stuff on our docket that I am watching and just would rather like focus on there too. I at least want to make a case for Megalobox 2 and the fact that I feel like no one is talking about it, partially because it is trapped (laughs) in the demon realm, Funimation. And it is a shame because it is a really good continuation of Megalobox. And if you haven't seen Megalobox, go watch Megalobox. A very... Fantastic show that was made to sort of commemorate the uh, Ashita no Joe uh, manga, the uh, one of the very like seminal sports manga and uh, boxing manga specifically that really did highlight sort of like the uh, Rocky esque. Nature of what it means to tell an Undertale, st- uh, not an Undertale story. God.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Hey, yeah. No, you're selling me now. Let's yeah. Go. You know, okay, humans I, and demons lived together
3: once, and they also boxed. Joe each other. falls down. <laughs> yeah. Into the hole
1: <laughs> and the mountain and.
3: Yeah. No, I'm um, an underdog story, and what it means to sort of like want to get to the top. Megalo Box Two focuses on what that looks like, and ultimately. I don't know, it does a good job of just sitting with the idea that a story is good on paper when you get to the end, but ultimately you still need to live your life in some capacity, and what do you do when you have to face the reality of just like having to get up each morning and still take care of other responsibilities. Um, this It's set five years after the events of the end of the original anime, and we meet Joe in a much dire state, things have really gone south for him and for his found family and the show takes its time to really just get you in on what's happened where some characters are um this is something that's revealed in the first episode so I am not going to be uh I'm not going to feel too bad like bringing it up and it is very easy to pick up on uh pops the coach is dead he passed not too long after the events of the first show and that Passing ultimately led to a lot of like turmoil and tumbling down when ultimately you have what are basically like not like a grandpa, dad, and then the kids that are left behind in terms of like the shitty little gang of children that they had amassed (laughs) during their uh, adventures in the first season. No, it's like an older brother also having to deal with like his dad, his father figure passing, and he doesn't know how to deal with that. And you see more as to, like, what led to those events, why these things were very substantial, why that led to him sort of having to step away from the limelight as a Megalobox competitor. And, you know, ultimately it's a story where the first section focuses on Joe sort of, like, having to help out another character and another uh, set of struggles. And through that encounter and through that miniature narrative, He finds himself wanting to come back and try to make amends where he can. And if he can't make those amends, at the very least, find a reason to keep going forward. And you're really starting to see now, especially what is, I think, the seeds for a very compelling story in terms of people that just have to live with the mistakes they make and how exactly to find forgiveness and how to find a continuation of what to do. The things that really strike me from the second season, though, are the uh, the subtle additions of building this world that they've created, because one of the most striking features of Megalobox from that first season is that this is a very this is a world that has people of unambiguous ethnicity, but is very heavily baked in to be like representative of Spanish, very like specifically Mexican culture. There's a lot of focus on uh, Catholic uh, iconography and done so in a way where it's like a lot of stuff is like emblematic of like old style churches or like um, areas of just like desert town where there's just a lot of like influence of that small mestizo style like uh, church where like everyone congregates and everyone comes together there. Um, again, a lot of like a, a lot of Catholic references that. Pop up just because of the fact that there is sort of that focus on like shit's rough, but I mean, if you can still get those hands praying while you work, you might as well do both when you can. Like, it's very interesting to see hope presented in that kind of a capacity, and that really just speaks to me. And then also, like, aside from Yuri, the uh antagonist, more or less, for most of the first season, like, any other character that's not coded as this vague blend of like ethnicity that's probably Latinx, but we can't outright say that, is probably more coded to be straight up like uh Asian or Japanese. Like there's only one white character as far as I can tell you. And it's interesting to see that not really like delve, like um or spoken of that much. But at the same time, season two does go into a bit more narrative about like focusing on like, oh, you know, like this is a a world where a lot of people are on the poverty line or below the poverty line for whatever circumstances. You know, there's bound to be refugees in that kind of world. There's bound to be natural disasters that crop up that make living in this kind of a place hard. There's an advancement of technology and sort of the uh, the gear that is titular in the series that makes the boxing interesting. But at the same time, you know, they're starting to question... What exactly is the purpose of this uh, ma- machinery and this gear outside of recreation? Is there a military spending associated to it? What are these higher end companies doing behind the scenes of what is supposed to be like good, lighthearted fun? What happens when you have a uh, narrative that's supposed to feel good, have this like back end scene of just like someone struggling with prior trauma, and the solution to that is ultimately like deteriorating them even further because of this unforeseen glitch that may or may not even be a glitch because of the fact that its output could be favorable when you look at it in terms of militaristic gain. These things that, like, allow for a lot more thought and processing to go through where, at its core, you are still going to have Joe, like, ultimately... the, The way that things are going, I expect Joe to get into the ring one last time. I do not anticipate him to come back out the more optimistic ending would be that he comes back out of that. But at this point, it's a very... It's a 50-50 on whether or not that'll actually happen. But, God, if you haven't watched Megalobox, I highly recommend it. It's been a fantastic trip, and I'm so glad that it even popped up on my radar, because it's definitely been a highlight of my week.
1: I'm I, I might just watch it then. I might just watch it because that does sound pretty compelling i i I didn't i you know I, I I do appreciate that aspect that you touched on that I hadn't really thought about that it is so like drawn to these this idea of where it is while also creating its own you know like uh its own world really,
3: yeah, um, they never outright state that. where anyone's from. But it's yeah, like a lot yeah, of these exactly. influences that come in, where it's just like okay, at the very least, it makes sense that like you would have Russian, Mexican, and Japanese influences because it's a boxing anime,
1: right? Yeah, th- that's a lot more compelling than I think like the the traditional sort of thing when they go like fancy thing where it's like it is one place that this is being drawn from, whereas you know that's that's never a realistic portrayal of what a society would build especially one like that would match the tone of boxing specifically like that the the vibes of that
0: yeah sports in general too
2: Mm -hmm.
1: such an international medium yeah as it were that it's it's yeah yeah because now like i'm just thinking about i know it's cowboy bebop's bit but like how like every time they go somewhere in cowboy bebop it's just like look it's like the american west (laughs) that's it like yeah like and (laughs) That that is much more interesting. Like I, I would Um,
3: sooner compare it to like Elita Battle Angel, because yeah, okay, yeah,
1: I I could totally see that. Yeah, it gives you
3: enough material that you can piece together. Okay, something happened. I don't know what, but something has happened, and the effects of what has happened are still long standing. That like, you know, uh, that you would have a storybook originally in. Written in Spanish, but then you can see that it also has a translation in Japanese right underneath it, and that is what like a father is reading to his child
1: It's a much more interesting approach i I should watch it. I really liked the first one. I watched the first one when it aired um I think I was with a, i think i mean i don't know this this might be a bit on un, uh, unfounded as it were um but uh. I know when it was announced, a lot lot of people I know were like, why is there a sequel? (laughs) But it it definitely sounds like they're at least like, you know, making it interesting, making it good.
3: Yeah, um,
1: it it was a thought about plan. And yeah, that level of quality is still there. They 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 wanted to do it. They yeah, yeah, right.
3: Yeah, definitely out of want rather than out of like necessity.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I'll probably wait for it to be done then. There's a couple things this season. Like, I want to watch. Um, we'll get to this later, LV, I guess. But I want to watch the Pretty Boy Detective Club. We won't get (laughs) to it this episode, I guess, actually, because not. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to watch the Pretty Boy Detective Club and uh, Vivi still. So this again, like I said at the beginning of the show, crazy season this time. Really, Mm -hmm. really, really Mm -hmm. nuts season. Um, there's too much. There's too much. (laughs) um interesting to see what happens next season because it also looks pretty stacked but we'll see um all right uh john would you like to talk about
2: hmm um uh, zombie land yeah sure i'll do zombie land um so i'll be honest i it's it, i don't remember i i'm 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 bad at thoughts so i um I mostly want to talk about the, uh, the, the the more recent Zombieland episode, because they're doing something that folks have been asking for for a while, and that is uh, they are going into Yugiri's uh, backstory. And uh, it is very much just like a super self-indulgent and silly and, you know, like, maybe too meta for its own good story. But I'm still enjoying it. Uh, it's just, you know, about her... Um, coming to saga you know she was the great courtesian but she um leaves that behind uh, she's she, her, her freedom is bought by a man who lives in saga and she goes to like live with him basically but he dies soon after and she's just like left to fend for herself and um she gets wrapped up with this other guy who very quickly becomes apparent is like basically just uh the like ancestor or whatever of the the manager um you know it's it's Memoroshi like voicing him and all that and uh he also wishes to rescue Saga and also the fucking the, the dog is there cuz i guess like it turns out that his grandfather like invented like like this um this character's grandfather, like, invented, I guess, the zombie resurrection, uh, thing. They have not revealed exactly what it is, but it's basically, like, like, the grandfather invented it, I guess, and is, like, trying to, like, make it so he can use it on a a human, because he's trying to, like, the grandpa's trying to bring his son slash his, uh, like, like, the, 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 the father of this character, um, back from the dead. Um, and yeah, it's just, so far it's just been, like, this, like, little, these little scenes of, like, Yugiri and these characters, like, interacting, and her being swayed to, uh, want to bring Saga back to its former glory. So, the, the desire for Saga to be, uh, a, a force to be reckoned with has, uh, been passed on through the generations, and, uh, Yugiri has pretty constantly been... Uh, involved with it um and you know that's, that's 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 a cute thing overall and i mean the other thing is that they they have like little cameos of the other girls just like in these in in this like ancient time but not, I, I guess ancient is older time uh they have like these cameos of the other girls like in this older time um where it's you know it's just like little cute moments it's not i guess it's not actually supposed to be like their ancestors or whatever but like it is very specific that this guy is like you know the the ancestor but um it's it's just having fun with it that's that's pretty much all i i would say is just that they're just having fun with um with yugiri's like backstory and introducing all this stuff um it it's it is fun i would say it's fun Mm-hmm.
1: once again another show i need to catch up on <laughs> it's good uh i'm just gonna hope here's what i'm gonna hope i'm gonna hope whenever i do moving later this year i'm going to just like lie down and watch like four seasons worth of anime in like a week and then i'll be like yes <laughs> i understand everything now mm-hmm you know what? How scary things have gotten actually with my my anime because I, I I get overwhelmed by these twelve episode shows. I I've been, I'm looking for like the security of a shonen. You know what I'm talking about? Like the security of it. It's always there. Nothing matters. You can just jump in whenever you want, and you'll understand what's going on because it repeats everything. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I keep I've been. I've been throwing around watching fucking Gintama. That's what it's gotten to <laughs> at this stage, where it's just. Isn't like, the
0: last I, movie like
1: coming out? Yeah, yeah, that was what that's what drew, the- drew it to my f- forefront of my mind.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> don't know about that one, but it was just like, how many times? Like, I can't make the tweet about it because you know what will happen if I make the tweet saying, "Give me a long running show and a watch." People pop in and go, "You hear about One Piece?" Don't want that. We don't, don't. want that. I don't, want, <laughs> I don't fucking I don't watch One Piece. It. You read One Piece. <laughs> That, that's what everyone who has told me I don't even think I could
3: do that yeah no and, and <laughs> um, that being said as someone that is caught up with One Piece you do it when you have nothing else to do during like a vacation
1: yeah um uh, I it's uh, uh I feel like it's just like that that moment is come and gone and I know that Gintama is in the same boat and also Gintama has a lot of issues but god this yeah. is what it's come to um I I think the only other thing I have to talk about um is that uh and then uh, Actually, let's just talk about this together, Elvie, and then that can be our stopping point. Yeah. Um sure, yeah. I've been killing slimes for 300 years. Had a hell of an episode.
0: Uh How over the past two ones? <laughs> yes. The <laughs> past two um, both of
1: them. Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. All soft rails. Or, or else um so they're concluding the whole situation. They concluded the whole situation pretty sp- again. Like nothing really. If something seems like ter- something, if something seems like it's gonna head a terrible direction, it seems to be just settled with like no biggie. It's this is a comedy show. There's nothing so far that has been so serious where it's like oh shit, someone's in peril. Um, again, like just as a reminder, the elf girl went to jail for apparently accidentally killing the demon king, who's this little girl. Um, everyone in the show is either a little girl or a woman <laughs> and nothing else <laughs> at least in terms of importance um and um she just bumped her into her head into her knocking her out she didn't kill her that's that's the whole deal she didn't actually kill her but then the rest of the group including our main character witch uh they're, you know security surrounded them they, they they threw them in a room for holding. But 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 this elf girl is on is on the is on death row. She is on the knife. She will be fucking killed and executed for, for regicide crimes. <laughs> um And it turns out no, it was not a big deal. She did not fucking die. She just like got knocked out, right? But it was still it was still funny how they played it off. But um ultimately it went down to like, okay, we're gonna make a deal where like she She's a fucking twisted little girl, the demon king. She, 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 she apparently likes, she apparently likes being submissive. Like, it's a whole thing where she kind of, like, you know, she has this whole tough <laughs> in, in demeanor.
1: To... Here, I can, I can explain I don't know what's this to better. Okay, listen, Yeah, you can on. probably explain this better. Uh, okay, so her whole thing is that she's the demon king. So she's like, oh, no one ever talks back to me. So now I have this fetish for it, right? Basically, that's Yeah, yeah, and she's just like, uh, just like every other character in the show. She's like, oh, and that means I like you, main character woman, and you need to be <laughs> horny to me. And it was like, Jesus Christ. And then she started talking about like she'd read citrus or something, and now she has <laughs> ideas about the world.
0: <laughs> and now Sorry. she like wants to be like petted, like all those all oh, all these awful like like the, like Yuri sister tropes, basically. Yeah.
1: And, and she's um, making she's she's, she's basically like, holding
0: the witch girl hostage. She's holding her main character hostage, so like none of, we we don't, they don't have to talk about this incident again. And like all was well, right? Um, yeah. And unfortunately, everyone else walked in on this, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: <laughs> and then like that was like a lot. That was already. weird too. Like, it went on for a while, and it was forever. And then they were like, "And now we're gonna have this lady, the main character lady, is going to give this dragon girl like a horn job." like yeah on the stage, on stage in front of everyone in front
0: of, in front of everyone and somehow
1: that's not even the horniest thing those two do because later like the the blue dragon is part of their entourage now the dragon girl and yeah. she's just like laying on her lap or whatever and she's like yeah. petting her head or whatever like it's okay you don't have to worry anymore and then she just calls her like mommy and like <laughs> and like Another character comes in and goes, "Stop being weird! Stop being weird! Stop being weird!" And I was like, "Jesus Christ, what is happening in this show?"
0: It, it like and it, it it never went this bad as far like so like again. There's been little like teases around that it's like oh yeah, this is like kind of gay, etc. And like weird, <laughs> you know, like and then she has like um she's a weird, but she has a maternal relationship with outright like characters that are kids, like they outright are kids, and I think yeah. that's okay. There's nothing weird at. But, like, it, it's only up to this point where suddenly now we got really <laughs> – suddenly we have, like, doming, embarrassment, petting, a horn job. We, we got all these things at once <laughs> all of a sudden when that wasn't really that of an issue, like, in prior yeah. episodes where it's They're... literally just, like, you know, yeah. like, uh, subtext of, like, whoa, it's kind of weird <laughs> this witch lady is just, like – um. Living in a commune now with all these monster girls, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it was them. very much. But now, but now it's like now they brought it to the exterior of like making it sexual, like actually like making a sexual yeah, joke about it. Like actually, right?
1: whereas it wasn't really before. Like there wasn't really any. Like even when they had like a hot tub scenes, it wasn't even like, <laughs> yeah, oh wow, yeah. this is so horny. Um. It, they also did this weird thing where it's just like they also then have the characters be like oh my god are you a gay and she goes no i am not a gay don't worry <laughs> yes. and then it's like anyways going back to my home with my four wives and children <laughs>
0: like okay, <laughs> right. my, my daughters yes
1: uh um it was
0: very strange
1: no, but uh, the, the one thing that's been driving me crazy with the show recently is they introduced that new character named Rosalie, but because of the nature of Japanese, they just keep saying Rosary over and over again, and yeah, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: I was already going fucking insane from Resident Evil saying Rose all the time, I didn't need this, <laughs> I really didn't right now, like, I, I'm i just like, it's just like my brain firing off, like, a neuron every time they say it, like, oh, you need to pay attention, I'm like, What? Uh, um it's still an enjoyable show like i said it's just very strange that it went this horny direction all of a sudden uh which felt Mm -hmm. very out of place for Mm -hmm. it but i mean like i guess it's still quote-unquote woke horny as opposed to the kaguya but uh, (laughs) i would say it's at least creative how about that that's a better way to put it it's creative
0: right it's like i've 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 never seen this like treatment especially revolving around like a female main character and yeah um and just i i just wish they would it's been a while it's been a while since they last revisited the joke like oh she's so powerful that she has too much attention on her. i mean they kind of did that where like they met the imposter the sus (laughs) because uh this this like this girl impersonating her uh, pretending she's like this, she's pretending she's the witch. Because again, it's the whole thing where like at this point she is known. Her title is known across the lines Like, oh wow, this like powerful witch, who's like now like the max level and like insanely powerful. And then yeah, so some people don't know how she looks like. And again, that's that's like what was attracting like random people who want to fight her in the beginning. They don't know how looks she looks like, so they're just like, oh okay, this is just this woman etc like only the people in her i think only the people in her town and people who she has directly encountered know what she looks like but then like they go to one place where they they're not familiar with her they only have heard stories of her and there's this one girl Im- impersonating her so i guess that was i guess that was the closest again referencing the fact that like oh yeah she's super powerful and then like that's something that should be addressed or like that might be an issue for her again because the whole thing she's like she wants to stay you know she wants to stay low-key but at this point, it's not working, right? That's the whole, like, bit, too. Like, at this point, she just now has this whole, like, community of women following her <laughs> around. And that's, like, you can't hide from, you can't hide with, like, a, like two dragon girls now at your side.
1: <laughs> I, I think, like, my favorite little bit that they have on the show is that she has, like, a huge crush on uh, Beazelbub or whatever like she oh, has yeah, like these yeah. dream sequences sometimes with her but like they're never right. like the focus of anything they're just like little side bits where she's saying like well you know there's this thing or whatever and it just shows like the other like being like like all like oh like look how sexy she is or whatever yeah. in her head <laughs> and i think that's a good bit because she's the only other mature adult <laughs> involved right. i think uh she's just like oh thank god a normal person um yeah, this is an enjoyable show. It's, it's it's a fun fun little thing. Um All right, I'm I'm calling it there just to give all us right. a hard limit for this week. Um But uh we can talk more next time. Uh and speaking of next time, we are going to be watching Maverick. You can t- you can say it if you want if you want to announce it. You can go right ahead.
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh Put on your seatbelts and rock out your pompadours. <laughs> We're gonna be watching
1: Redline. Hell yeah! Um, so I was looking up where you can find Redline. You can probably find it in a lot of places. Um, it seems to be on uh, Amazon Prime Video, um, as well as Tubi for free. Apparently,
0: mm. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, it's quite. It's, it's, it's in, considered
0: uh, old at this point.
1: Yeah, 2009. It should be pretty
0: easy. easy.
1: Yeah, it should be pretty easy. I, that was crazy when I think cuz was like I I know the reason I think that's crazy is cuz I didn't watch it until like 2015. So like in my head I was just like that's like a 2015 movie or something, but
0: Yeah, I feel um, like I didn't watch it the year it actually came out either.
1: Yeah, I mean like I I guess uh, yeah like uh saying earlier on the show maverick said it like i i i was way out of touch with anime until like 2014 so everything is n- like if you like when people say madoka's 10 years old god i feel old i'm like i watched madoka like five years ago <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay yeah um, uh but yeah th- uh, so uh patreon bits here i uh, like we said earlier lv wrote this great little pdf type thing of all mm-hmm. of her notes on Tunabio, uh, that you you'll be able to check out over on the Patreon. Um, it's really it's it's really good a good play by play. I really enjoyed taking a look at it, um, and hopefully you will too. Um, I might try to do one of those sometime too, because that that does seem like a fun way of dissecting something that you're watching and really approaching. Yeah, it we from can a take turns doing it. Yeah, yeah, like a little newsletter thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah um all right like so red line um also on the patreon again episodes of the show one week early three dollars gets you it all that three dollars is just our team tier. you get whatever mm-hmm. um dot yeah, patreon.com slash vgcc thank you so much to everyone who always uh gives us money every month to keep doing this stuff yeah uh, really helpful uh, we appreciate you. And as always, if you are a patron, you can send in requests. After Redline, we will be taking a patron request. So if something you want us to see, uh, just pop it in there, and we might check it out. Um, thank you all for joining me. Again, always great to talk and learn more about the world of anime. And uh, we'll see you all next time another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See you.